It's time to know your soul. Are you seeking the you within? Has people pleasing stressed you out? It's time to find your light so you can share your entrepreneurial gifts with the world. Will Red Rover on over? But the only thing you're breaking through is yourself. This is Soul Amplified. Are you ready? Hello, and welcome to the Soul Amplified podcast. I'm Vanessa Grace, your host. So last week was Thanksgiving here in the United States, and I hope that you had a good Thanksgiving. I know if you're listening to this podcast, there's probably sometimes some family drama that happens or just struggling to figure out how to handle family. But um, even if you're not codependent or a people pleaser or trying to work your way out of that, um, there's still a lot of family stuff that can come up when there's this obligation, this like social obligation to get together. So I hope that you were able to practice some new skills And if not, this podcast and I are right here for you. And of course, today we're going to be talking more about family. And um, before we dive into that, just a reminder, if you want any merch, um, mental health, codependency merch, if you want some holiday gifts, all of it's over at soulamplified.org slash merch. You can check that out. And um, let's get into it. So I want to touch on a few ways that codependency is created in families. And I know I've talked about it before, but I feel like it's a good time to do a little bit of a review. So if your parents or the people who raised you um, were any of these things, it's likely that you have some components of codependency and potentially are codependent. So those are, um, if anybody was an alcoholic or an addict, and remember that um, addiction just doesn't mean alcohol or drugs. It can also mean sex. It can mean porn. It can mean gambling. There's a lot of different things that people can be addicted to, but most frequently people think of, you know, drugs and alcohol. Um, And also keep in mind that you may not have been aware that there was an addiction issue um, if you were a child or um, even if you didn't live with this parent full time. So maybe you didn't see it, but it could have been part of the falling apart of your parents' relationship, even if the parent that you lived with primarily um, didn't talk negatively about the parent that you visited or were with part-time, you know, like less frequently. And so there's just a lot of nuance to what addiction means and what children are aware of. They might not realize that it's an addiction because something qualifies as an addiction sometimes much sooner or at a much lower threshold than a person is aware of. So just be aware of that. And then another component um, of family dynamics that could lead to people-pleasing and codependent behavior is having a parent who is um, not very good at processing their emotions. I call it their emotional intelligence. And it's like the ability to identify that you're having an emotion 
what the emotion is, what it feels like in your body in terms of a sensation. Like, is it in your heart? Is it in your gut? Is it in your fists? Is it in your neck? Is it in all of those places? Is there a temperature change? Um, is there a tightness? Is there a looseness? Is there a lightness? Is there a dissociation feeling of like absence? Like you can't even connect into that body part. Um, and then emotional intelligence also includes understanding why you're having that emotion. Is it about this particular moment or is it about this particular moment reminding you of something from the past? And maybe that's a happy memory, but maybe it's not a happy memory and being able to differentiate between that. And then, you know, even on a more advanced level is being able to figure out how to handle that emotion. Um, and sometimes that means just like coping skills that aren't always good, which is when addiction can pop up, but also um, positive coping skills that help you get through it that aren't destructive for you in other ways. And so you don't have to have all of those to be emotionally intelligent. It's just that the more of those that you have, the more emotionally intelligent you are. Another one is a parent with a mental health issue. Um, especially if this is an undiagnosed or unmanaged mental health issue. And these, I feel like, are really common because people can have depression or anxiety or other mental health concerns that they never get help for, but there's always something odd going on or there's always chaos happening. And as a child, you may not understand why. Um, and it's just, oh, that's just the way mom or dad is or whoever it was that was raising you. And so when there is that level of chaos from unmanaged mental health, it, you know, creates the circumstances that bring about, you know, like there's a lack of responsibility happening on some level. And so then someone has to step in and either manage the emotions or manage the life stuff that needs to happen. Um, and even if the mental health condition is being managed, the person's aware of it, they're getting help for it, they're on medications if that's warranted and they feel like that's a good choice for them, they're, um, you know, doing self-care, even if they're doing all of the right things, if it's a severe situation of mental health, it can still have an impact. Um, it's still rough. And then also I want to say medical conditions. Um, some medical conditions in a family member can create circumstances of family where children have to step up more than they should have to for their age. And sometimes that's just sad and it's just the circumstances that have happened. But sometimes the adult isn't doing everything that they can to manage the medical condition, um, especially if it's within themselves, like they might be neglecting it. And then that creates worry in the child. So there's just a lot of, I mean, this is a long list of things that could be happening. And I feel like a lot of people end up being included in this like list of, or pool of people that who could have potentially, um, have people pleasing and codependent behaviors because of this kind of family dynamic. And I feel like that's probably why I see people pleasing behaviors everywhere when I walk around living life. So when you have come from that kind of a family, 
where those behaviors exist, where they're maybe not managing things at the level that they should. They're not um, managing the adultiness of life, but also being responsible for their own mistakes. They're maybe not processing their emotions and owning their emotions, not apologizing when things are going wrong, not being willing to see other people's perspectives. All of these things that I've just said are what can potentially be part of the list of behaviors uh, from the, that, those family styles I just talked about. And so if you are coming from a family with those kind of characteristics, um, either from at least one person or potentially a grouping of people, because if one person in your family had one of those issues, it's very likely that their partner, your other parent, was codependent and was stepping in to save things, was doing a lot of work. Maybe they're a people pleaser in, in all the ways that you understand codependency and people pleasing. And so even if your parents are no longer together and you're re-engaging with your family at some sort of event, usually codependency and um, other associated things that I've talked about are really a whole family issue. It's called uh, like a family systems issue. And so it's part of what's happening between the dynamics of the different people. And so when you go and attend events where multiple family members are there, you can see the same family patterns happening. And if you're walking into that situation and you have been working on yourself and you have been changing, it can be nerve wracking to figure out who's going to respond to me differently Um because uh, I'm going to be different. And so keep an open mind. Some people might surprise you if you start setting boundaries or talking about things differently. They may respond in kind and just be like accepting of boundaries because they understand boundaries. And that might be people who married into the family, or it might be relatives that have distanced themselves from kind of like the the epicenter of the family. Like there's kind of a grouping of people or maybe one person who's not necessarily the matriarch or the patriarch. It could be, but they could be the person that just has a lot going on around them in terms of connecting the family. And it doesn't even have to be someone... Um, purposefully doing things to connect the family in positive ways. They could connect the family through chaos or uh, any other sort of um, ways people connect. But anyway, the people who are, in my perception, are most likely to be accepting of you changing are the ones who are the farthest away and how much time they spent with kind of the epicenter person or cluster of people. Because if the cluster, the epicenter cluster of people is still embroiled in codependency and these old behaviors that formed you as a child, um, the other family members that aren't as into that stuff are going to distance themselves. Maybe they're not even going to be at the event. Maybe they only sometimes come. Maybe they only stay for a couple hours rather than all day because they can't tolerate being there the whole time. Maybe they're the ones that you normally gravitate towards when you don't want to be around some of the behaviors that bother you. And so look for the people that are going to be accepting 
of the new changes that you're going through. And you may even find that as you're going through changes, there are people who are curious and it might not be the people that you expected who are curious, but it's kind of like giving them an opening rather than assuming that people aren't going to be responsive to the new you and how you're different depending on how long it's been since you've seen them. But there can also be people who respond with skepticism or thoughts of you've changed, but not necessarily in a positive way. Um, there can be resentment. There can be feelings of being left. But the feeling of being left is more about a family that's enmeshed or a person that is enmeshed. And when you're enmeshed, and by the way, I have a whole episode on enmeshment. It's a year or two old. It's probably two years old. Um, so when you're enmeshed, that means that you have to do either what I do or what the family does. And if you have your own opinion or you want to do something your own way outside of the way we do things, that's not about individuality. That's actually an attack on the way we do things and an attack on you wanting to even be a part of us. And so it feels like a personal attack if you do something different from them. That does not mean that you need to stay the same as them. That does not mean that you need to not do your different thing if it's right for you. It just means that enmeshment is part of what's happening in the family system. And enmeshment in general, I don't see as healthy. Um, because it doesn't allow for nuance and individuality. The point of enmeshment is almost is like absolutism. And um, there's like a central place of control and power. And people aren't allowed to discover themselves. And I mean, I get that in certain s cultures and in certain historical circumstances... Having unity and following these certain rules um, maybe had a purpose at a tribal level um, for safety and survival, but it's a little bit different now. So the, sometimes the resentment that can come up is really a resentment of you're doing something that I wish I could do, but they can't tune into that feeling within themselves and they haven't given themselves permission to be able to do the changes that they want um, because they're not um, admitting it to themselves and being honest with themselves. And there can be um, a sense of they want you to be in the same situation as them. They're not sure how to relate to somebody who's not in the same situation as them. And so you can respond to these things um, not attributing them to yourself. It's not your fault that they feel this way. If all of this kind of stuff is happening, like the hard stuff is happening um, when you're getting together with family, know that it's not about you. It's actually about them. They're the ones that are having a problem processing a human evolving, which is what we all do. We all evolve. We're all here to evolve and become a new version of ourselves. And it doesn't mean that you're leaving them. They can come along for the ride. And you can even say, you know, if you feel left behind, you can come with me in whatever way you feel like saying that. Um, 
and not necessarily like right next to you come with you, but like, hey, you can go on your own personal evolution journey if you want to and be in a different place if you want to. But oftentimes um, people are avoiding feelings. And so again, I just want to reiterate that you can enjoy time with family without personalizing their attacks on you or if they're passive aggressive or if they don't engage with warmth in the way that you would like. None of those things are actually about you. But if you were raised there, you often feel like it's about you because it feels so personal. But those things are actually about that person's own history and their connection with themselves, their ability to love themselves, whether or not they received the kind of care and love that they need. But you, you are doing the healing work simply because you're here tuning in, listening to this. You're probably tuning in to other podcasts, reading other books, doing workbooks, doing journaling. Maybe you're in coaching or in therapy and all of that is beautiful and wonderful. You're doing the work. And so allow yourself to receive universal love. If you're struggling to feel the love from parents and family, just know that that is their own block. They've stoppered themselves up. It's not about your worth. You are in fact beautiful and divine just as you are with all of the mistakes that have happened, that have been made by you, that have been made by others. You can receive universal love right now. You can just ask for it and it can come to you. And when there, there's kind of like this shift that can happen when a person really realizes that their parents or family have this other layer of yuck stuff, trauma stuff, and that they were just a person trying to survive and then what they ended up doing as they parented you was just their them doing their best. It was them coping um, with their own circumstances. And that doesn't mean that what they did was okay. It means that what they did was what they knew how to do at the time. And it's, again, their behavior, if there were mistakes, wasn't really about you. And so when they mistake make mistakes now, when you're gathering together and you're either not feeling that love or you're feeling the passive aggressiveness or they're not accepting your boundaries, that is, again, all about their own process. And when you detach from it being about you, there is a sense of freedom. And so I want you to give yourself the gift of freedom and detachment, detaching that their experience and that their response to you has anything to do with what you are doing. And again, you can choose to observe their reaction and think that's not about my worth. That's just them protecting themselves. So if this has been useful for you, enlightening for you, if there's a couple comments that you want to jot down and keep in your pocket or on your phone during your next family gathering that is going to help you, I, I want you to do that now. I want you to take a moment to jot these things down or, you know, rewind or back it up 15 or 30 seconds or whatever it is to 
to really take in, I need these reminders the next time I'm together with family so that I walk through this experience feeling more positive and feeling more empowered because I want that for you. Um, I've got coaching stuff open, mini coaching. I have a package that's called mini coaching and it is less, um, less time with me. So it's just a few sessions with me over as long as you need over the course of 12 months. And you get, is it three or four sessions? It's kind of silly that I don't know right now, but I didn't write it down before I, um, started the podcast episode, but before I started recording, but there's three or four sessions with me and you get them. Oh my gosh. A timer went off (laughs) on my phone. So the coaching packages are really delightful for people who just want to begin coaching, um, the mini coaching, or they're really delightful for people who are really good at self, you know, like self-directed change. And they just need to tune in with me, um, once every once in a while to really like get a bigger perspective on what's happening next. And I'm actually really excited because one of the women, one of my clients who did the mini coaching program had so much change from it. And she's actually going to be coming on the podcast in December. And so look forward to that because it's, it's just going to be really good. She's really going to reveal the changes that she went through and how I helped her, but also how she deepened that work on her own. Um, and she really has been excellent about utilizing the podcast as like a nexus for transformation and then utilize the mini coaching program as a way to deepen that and get personalized change. And so if you're interested in learning more about the mini coaching program, you can um, DM me or email me, but also you can just sign up for a curiosity call and that's in the show notes. And it's also on Instagram. All It's always in the link in my bio on Instagram to sign up for a curiosity call. So Everybody, I hope that you continue to be amazing. You're awesome. You're wonderful. You're doing so much good things for yourself and you're already doing so much good in the world. And so just let yourself off the hook and have some self-care moments and just relax and chill. And um, yeah, my dear, go be amazing. Thanks for tuning in, Soul Sister. Do you want to hear from me more? Sign up for my Transforming Your Codependency text messages straight to your phone every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for inspiration and education. To sign up, text PEACE to 877-338-0875. To spread this message far and wide, screenshot listening to this podcast and share it on social media. Be sure to tag me. I love hearing how you're growing. Get amplified.